Merry Christmas, everyone. My dear friends in Christ, um, it's a great joy to have you here. Um, of course, as the priest, I would like every Sunday to be filled like this, uh, but I will take this evening <laughs> for sure. And my friends, uh, for the folks who are outside and those who are uh, in the narthex, uh, you can relate very well uh, to when uh, the innkeeper said, there's no more room in here, <laughs> can't you? My brothers and sisters, Often, as a priest, I get the question, does God like us? Does God love me? Is it possible that God loves me? And I believe um, the answer is in the Christmas celebration. And I'm my friends with our Heavenly Father, he was so brokenhearted over the sins of humanity uh, that he sent his son into the world. Not put off, but brokenhearted. And so we have Christmas. And my friends, this night is full of light. Everywhere we've added the candles, we put more lights, and even in the past, we wanted this theme of light to come forward. This night is full of light, the light foretold by God's prophets of old. And as we were so told beautifully, uh, all of Advent, but on this evening by his prophet Isaiah, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon them, this light has shone. And it is the very glory of the Lord shone all around them and about them. And this same light is manifested to each one of us. God fills this holy night with light for each one of us. The light of the Christmas event is not a blinding light, and it is a light that gently permeates our hearts and fills us with a particular type of joy and peace. We are told, the angel says, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that is for Everybody, for all peoples, no one is excluded. And so the light of Christmas should instill peace and joy within our hearts when we hear this message. And why? The prophet and the angel both speak of it in different ways uh, and yet put forth the same message. A Savior has been born. That Savior has entered into our human time. St. Paul expresses it very well to Timothy. The grace of God has appeared, saving all people. This is the profound meaning of Christmas. The grace of God has appeared, that is, his gratuitous love. The love of God is revealed in this night in the very birth of Jesus, and this love brings to each who will receive it so much light and so much joy. Our world so often is pessimistic and hard and challenging and disturbed by so much violence. Most of the time, the catalyst behind it is simply selfishness. But Christmas interrupts that feeling. The normal thing 
many people think would be for God to reveal himself uh, to this world in a stern way as a stern judge who has come to inflict deserved condemnation and punishment upon humanity. But instead, he manifests his gracious gift of love, not by giving what we deserve the least, but by giving us what we needed the most. Love. His grace. Love incarnate by his son represents this. And he comes to us not like a king on a throne, but a humble, meek, little baby. And you know how babies are? They reach out. They open up, drawing you in to them. My friends, the presence of the Son of God in our midst reveals to us, above all else, that we have been loved by God, the Father. Without having merited it, that love at all. This is the central meaning in the message of Christmas. And we should learn to accept it with joy, just like all the little children who will accept their gifts tomorrow morning with great joy. I hope they'll... Will they do that, kids? Are you looking forward to the presents? Okay, good. Divine love descended into our human existence, into our human time. Eternity into linear time. And he brought with him the message that we are loved just as we are. Notwithstanding um, our weaknesses and such. Perhaps to the contrary, we are loved precisely because of them. God, in fact, loves us in order to save us. Often folks think that they must first have to be good and holy before God. Then he will love us. But it is really the opposite. We first need to be loved by God before we can be good and holy, for it is through his grace, it is through his love, that this happens. God offers this gratuitous and generous love, this transforming love to us freely. It's given to you at no charge. Anyone who thinks the other way around has it wrong. And that type of thinking will lead to great discouragement and has often caused despair in people. And so the gratuitous grace and love of God fills each with light and joy. It can, if we allow it, give to each one of us courage to move forward and to walk in faith and to have hope in all things and to love unconditionally. A child is born to us, a son given to us, Isaiah the prophet of God says, and St. John the Evangelist explains, God so loved the world, you and I, that he gave us his only begotten son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world 
but that the world might be saved through him. John 3.16. All you sports people know what that is because you see it, right, in the stadiums. On that Christmas event, God and sinner was reconciled. Divinity and humanity was united. Please allow the light of Christmas, the light of his love, to wash over you that you may walk in his light and his peace and his joy. God loves you. That is the message. That is the answer I give to those who ask me, does God love me? Of course he does. Of course he does. Whatever circumstances you find yourselves in, you can be absolutely assured that you are loved by him. Be certain of this firm and absolute truth that frees us from every type of discouragement and lack of hope whether it be because of our pride or because of our hardness of heart, we are loved. 